Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Jesse Rogers live in Arizona in 30. Mike North's bonus play at about 145. We'll be off in an hour because we do have White Sox Cubs today from the Cactus League in AZ. While that is going on on AM 1000 and on FM 100.3 HD2, Waddle and Sylvia will jump on since they're at the Combine in Indy. They'll their show. There goes Connor McKnight, ladies and gentlemen. Connor McKnight in the building today. Great job with doing Back from Arizona. Back from Arizona. Um... Waddle and Sylvia are going to hop on to do their show on the stream. So you can watch they it on are. YouTube. Yeah, since they're in Indy, they're going to go on at 2.30. And then, of course, they'll be on the air. They'll catch up uh, with everybody on the air. If you're listening over the air when the White Sox are over. Black and Abdallah on tonight from 6.30 or so until 8. They'll cross talk around 6.15 with Waddle and Sylvia. All calls welcome. It is Friday, so they'll roll you into the weekend. At some point today, we grab a few more Bears calls, but maybe in just a few minutes. Uh, I do want to talk to you about Dune, okay, Yurko, since that was the movie okay. yesterday and the release is out, the new one is out. Shane Norling already saw it. Shay's famous for this. Like, he'll go to the midnight show and then just, like, come straight into work. He said it was great, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Let's go to Chris in Mount Prospect. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, good to talk to you guys. I was just curious. Bears take Caleb at first. Do they consult Caleb on the receiver like C.J. Stroud wanted Tank Dell. It worked out pretty well. There's a lot of uh, reports that Malik Neighbors and Caleb Williams are uh, tight, and uh, maybe that would work. I'm not sure on that, Chris. I don't know how often that happens. I guess Tank Dell, I guess uh, that's true. C.J., uh, I I don't know how much input. They might have just loved Tank Dell anyway. I guess there was uh, some connection and some relationship there between the two, and that does look like it's going to work out quite well for Houston. I don't know about that. I, I what kind of input your first overall pick would have. Uh, my guess is a li- not much. That'd be my guess. Tank Dell was a rookie last year too, right? Tank Dell was a rookie, yeah. yeah. They drafted yeah. Tank Dell like in the fourth round last right. year. Right. Third, third or fourth round. Are they? Is, yeah. is he saying they consulted with the quarterback to see uh, if... There was some... Were there, I think that there was a story that CJ very much was liked Tank I think they have a relationship And because somehow. you do the first round one day, the second round the next day, yeah. and then you go for the rest of the draft... Because you're in possession, there's that 48-hour period where there could possibly be communication between a quarterback. And because he is now yours. That could be. And he says, hey, well, I work well with Tank Dell. But yeah. If they ask them, possibility. I think it's very minute. There could be a possibility that happens. Yeah. yeah. Now that the, the draft is spread over the course of time. Yeah. Limited. Limited amount. You know? Do yes. you, you have a preference? Who do you like? He gives you three, four names. And then you choose the one that you think is the best. I, I guess that could happen, yeah. Possibility. Let's go to... Where do we want to go next? Hey, Dino downtown. What up, Dean? Hey, guys. Uh, funny you were just talking about Scottsdale. I wanted to quickly give a shout-out to my Uncle Don, who uh, owned and operated Don and Charlie's there for over 30 years. He's being inducted today into the Cactus League Hall of Fame alongside uh, fellow inductee Bruce Bochy. So... Don? Congratulations to my Uncle Don. Yeah, yeah long-time Chicagoan. Yeah, Don congratulations. Was, yeah, we've been there. Oh, God, a million. Always oh, yeah, a fun fantastic. place, Don and Charlie's. Good food. Yeah. Thank you. 
And I also wanted to tell you, Carm, shortly, you got to look it up when you get a chance. I never knew this. I saw a clip yesterday my buddy sent me from Heath. Or not from Heath, but it was Hank Azaria. It was some kid who does impressions. He was on Howard Stern. He's famous. I forget his name. He was, like, doing a podcast with Azaria, and he said he did 100 takes with that scene when Pacino tells him, you know, and yeah. you got your head all, all the way, way up. up. <laughs> so I thought that was great. I couldn't stop laughing. when He was so thrown off when Pacino yelled at him that that's why that wasn't even him acting. That was just his face being in shock. So that was great. Love it. Um, I called mostly to say I agree with a caller previously. I, I don't like neighbors, guys. And I, I'm not saying he's not going to be great, but I'd rather, I'd rather roll the dice like you've been saying with the Doomsday because of his size. Yeah. So I hope that's the route they take. And then I was mostly calling to say I really, I really think that 40 time on Chop Robinson is sexy if there's a way they could try to figure out to get – Caleb, a receiver, and then right now some of the mock drafts don't have Chop Robinson going until very late in the first round. And then lastly, guys, Shane Norling blocked me on Instagram, and I just wanted to say I've only sent him like a half dozen things over the last year. He's just ridiculous. You don't block me, Shane Norling. I block you. you. I'm out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole courtroom's out of order. Thank you, Dean. Dean, uh, he's been blocked by Shane? Blocked. Hmm. He might have been suggesting ways Great to, contra- contra- you know, some ideas for the show, maybe. I doubt it. But he could, it, could, balls. it could be constructive. You don't know. Dean from downtown could have some constructive stuff coming you buy on. Me out. You don't be, buy me out. I buy you out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to David and Whiting. Hey, David. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. So now I'm going to look at it from Ryan Poe's uh, viewpoint. I'm I'm going into this with... What's the less fireable offense? The less fireable offense is to draft Caleb Williams. When Justin Fields was coming out, all the scouts, draft insiders, didn't have him the overall number one pick. There was things about him that knocked them down to wherever we picked them. Um, Time of release, uh, analyzing the plays, all of that stuff. You go to this year, Caleb Williams is plus in all of those. Now, I don't. I, I would be careful there, David. I mean, he's got some of the same issues that Justin does with holding the ball too long. I, you know, but with this time coming around with the scouts and all of the drafts. Well, what difference does that make? Most of the scouts had Mitch Trubisky better than Patrick Mahomes. What difference does that make? Well, I would say this: the less fireable offense. If if I'm looking at job security, forget. I know it's going to be. Forget what the Bears want. I'm trying to save my job. The best fireball offense would be to draft him because of all the scouts. Two years. It's been happening for two years. Caleb's number one, number one. He would have been number one last year. He would, he's number one this year. With Fields, you had none of that. Now, if I'm, if I'm the, the owner of the Bears, I'm going to be like, all right, you want it, Fields? Fields is not doing good. Caleb is balling with the commanders. You're gone. The fireable fireable offense is always missing on the quarterback, David, so you're not wrong there. Scott Pioli said it yesterday to Waddle and Sylvie. You know how you get fired in the NFL? Missing on the quarterback. That's true. That's how you get fired. You're true. Or drafting a guy that becomes a coach killer. Mm. There's coach killers out there all the time. Uh, What is it? Uh, 
Oh, what's the term? Potential. Potential's the co- potential. coach killer. Yeah, potential. potential Guy's got great potential. Never realizes potential? Guess what you never realize? A second contract <laughs> with that football team. You are out and about. Tenure. It's back to being a coordinator. Uh, let's go to... David, thanks for calling. Let's go to Tony in Houston. What's up, Tony? Hey, how you doing? Great. With all this uh, talk regarding, you know, all the kids coming out, you got... Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out. Uh, are there any kids that have come out that have actually been better than their parents? And I'm just uh, curious. Want to hear your thoughts? Yeah, uh, yeah, anything. Well, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, of course, was better than his pappy. Uh, yeah. Barry Bonds was better than his pappy. Yes, he was. And and Barry, listen, Bobby Bonds was phenomenal. Yeah, but phenomenal. But yes, yeah. Barry Bonds was definitely better than his pappy. Barry was better. Um, Let's see. In the NFL, I would say Patrick Sertan is trending to be better than his old man. His dad was good, but Sertan's incredible. Um, so there's a few for you, Tony, off the top of my head. Well, bo- both of the Bosa boys are better than John Bosa. Oh, great call. John, Bo- John Bosa's career ended short. Great call. Yeah, so it never really worked the, out for the, him. The both Bosa of the Bosa boys, boys. are fabulous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and John, you're right, had, a, had an injury that game. Yeah, he had an ACL tear yeah. in 1990. It was his second uh, ACL tear in the league. Yeah. And it really kind of sidelined his career after that. And back, yeah, you were still just starting those uh, Dr. Shelbourne down at uh, Purdue University in Indianapolis. They were just starting those patella yeah. tendon procedures where they were putting in as uh, for the ACLs. That was just at the beginning, its infancy. So uh, whatever happened, usually when you had an ACL back then, that's why they get drafted. They look at you and say, no, no way in hell we're going to touch this guy. Right. Because they didn't know. But my, my knee lasted 12 yeah, you, years, you, you, 12 you, years after I had my surgical procedure. So. How about that? But, no, there's more out there that oh, we're sure. not thinking um, of, and that's uh, disturbing me just a little bit. Well, but, I mean, there's some very obvious ones for what it's worth. Um, I, I, I was just thinking of another one. It was um, We said Griffey. We said Bonds. We said uh, the, Bosa Tampa, boys. the Bosa boys. I was just thinking of another one. Where did my head go? And I'm forgetting now. Uh, oh, uh, it was a high, oh, probably not better, but almost as good. I mean, Brett Hall was incredible. I mean, Bobby's right. pretty amazing, too. They're both incredible. That's probably the best duo ever. Jake Matthews wasn't better than his father. I believe it was Clay Matthews that was his father. Cool. Which one, Jay? Bruce Matthews or uh, Clay Matthews was Jake Matthews. He's the offensive tackle that played for the Atlanta Falcons. I remember Jake. I know Jake Matthews. Yeah. I didn't know he was part of that Matthews crew. Oh, he's, yeah. He's part oh, of he that is? Matthews oh, crew. I Absolutely. I yeah. One of them's his pappy. I, yeah. think, I don't think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, That's I guess it stands for reason, but. Yeah. Are the best father son is the best father Everyone was calling in and saying the Mannings. Did you guys mention the Mannings? Uh, Mannings. Yeah, Mannings. Both of the Mannings yeah. were better than Archie yeah. and Archie. Yeah, so stop calling yeah. me and saying the Mannings. Archie was good. Uh Manning with the New Orleans. Just yeah, they never played on a team that went to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, he never he never quite could do it in New Orleans, but yeah. he was good. Everybody said, hey, Archie Manning's a good quarterback. Yeah. But obviously Peyton has become Peyton much better than him. He's the best father-son duo ever, the Hall boys? Uh, uh, yeah, Bobby. Me, Bobby and, and, Brett, and Brett Hall. Hall. Yeah. That's got to be, right? Yeah. You would think. Like, you would th- it'd be tough to topple those Bobby guys. Bonds was good, right, Yerk? Bobby Bonds was tremendous. But, but like, what about the Griffies? We said yeah, I said, and, but yeah. I, and I don't yeah. think that that's even quite like Hall level because as good as Senior was, he was nothing yeah, like yeah, Bobby right. Hall. Yeah. You know, like I, right. I, if I had to guess, Ken Griffey's OPS plus the father, uh, one hundred three. 
Yeah. If I had to guess. I like how you're just randomly guessing. Right. That. I'm randomly guess. guessing. Is, uh, so he was like 3% better than the average <laughs> player. Yeah. Yurko was yeah. actually 118. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so I'm a little bit wrong. He was above average. And he right. was on the big red machine. He's very good. And what was, his, uh, what was the son? Ken Griffey Jr. His oh, OPS geez. plus. Uh, Griffey Jr. Steph yeah. Curry. Steph Curry's a great one. Thank you. Del Curry. Stop calling me a tank to Steph Curry, guys. Steph Curry, Del Curry, thank you very kindly. We appreciate that. Um, Griffey Jr.'s 136. He had a career OPS of 907, an adjusted OPS of 136. There you go. So, I mean, that's what you'll get. Yes, a little bit better. I can't believe I can't find more NFL ones. Well, we can if we keep. I mean, listen, uh, we gave you Bosa's. We gave you Manning's. We gave you Sertan, I think, is going to be better than the old man. Um, uh, off the top of our head, it's a little hard. I mean, if we we really, I don't know how much time we want to spend on it, but you know, we gave some good ones. I was trying to think of movies or actors or Ooh, TV. Actors. actors is a good one. Well, is Josh Brolin better than the old man? The old man was an actor. That's Kirk Douglas and Kirk, uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, and Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. Yeah, Aniston was from a famous family, right? I don't think Kiefer's better than Donald. I, I don't think no, Kiefer, but Kiefer Kiefer was hot. Yeah, he was hot for a minute. He was. He's he had right to run. about that. Uh, Josh Brolin's better than the old man. James Brolin's Josh Brolin's dad, right? I'm assuming. I, I have no idea. I don't know. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I, all I know about um, Josh Brolin is that he's told the story before that he was essentially broke before No Country for Old Men hit it. Really? And like he, so yeah. is he not? I thought I, I don't always know. assumed I, James Brolin. He, ben was, Stiller. Uh, ben Stiller's pretty good. That's a good one. Stiller. Jerry Stiller's got that iconic character, oh, but Ben great. Stiller's a better actor, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Now, which night at the museum did you like? No, Ben Stiller's <laughs> terrific. Man. That, that is 100%. Ben White Goodman. His portrayal of White Goodman was absolutely phenomenal. Ben Stiller's fantastic. Uh, ben Stiller stole the show in uh, in uh, the movie with the, uh, the, the broken hand, the fake hand. Carl Weathers just died. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stiller's great. Stiller. Ben Stiller's no, great. Sleeper. I, I mean, he was Carl, you, Carl, you were right. James Brolin is his dad. Yeah, so James I don't know how he was broke. I don't know either. I don't feel bad for him anymore. I, I lived all, all after hearing that story. I was like, good, good for him. I'm watching last night, dude. And I'm like, good for uh, Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Good for him. Yeah, he's from a famous Hollywood speak. family. You're yeah. famous. Yeah, his dad was, you know, very famous. And he, but he's better than the old man. He, James, uh, Josh Brolin's fantastic. So, yeah, we thought of a whole bunch there. There you go. It was a fun I'm happy with this. Yeah, nice little diversion. <laughs> we got to, you know, got away from it a little bit. 312-332-3776. Jesse will join us in about 20 minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Friend of the show, former Carmen and Yurko intern, and neighbor of content director extraordinaire Danny Zetterman, Dan Batrich, oh, yeah. checked in and he said, you guys forgot uh, a big one in the NFL. Ed McCaffrey was a good player. Yeah. His son Christian's better. Christian's much better, yes. And then Abdallah said, uh, the sons aren't better, but as far as like the great families, Howie and then the boys, Ch- uh, yeah. Chris and Kyle. I almost said Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, Chris and Chuck Kyle Long, Long is not related but to Howie's Long. the Hall of Famer. Howie the two and boys Kyle and Chris. Combine their careers, they might be as good as Howie Long, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. The just long boys definitely were good. not that, Howie Long. Good family. Good stock. I, that's once, why, uh, I once helped play the Howie Long. I know. Oh, yeah. I remember. I'll play the Hall of Famer, guys. Was his last year? Put that on no, your resume. It, it was close to his it, last year. It was, yeah. it, it, was, it was four degrees <laughs> yeah. in Green Bay. You're going to advantage. Degrees. It was zero, it was zero degrees. degrees. He didn't that, have. He didn't quite have the footing. The, and like a fool, he went out there bare-armed. Yes. So you don't go bare-armed in zero-degree weather. You're not tougher than I am. It's why. Play. Be smarter, not tougher. It's why earlier in the show, I accidentally uh, called Joe Alt, John Alt, thinking of yeah. his pappy who played in That's the 90s right. and was a terrific player. Pappy. And I said, always lean towards the good stock. If you're, if it's yeah. like up in the air, lean towards the good stock. I'd take Joe because the pappy was very good and played in the NFL for a long time. We'll do the lunch rush in a second. We can even maybe incorporate this into the lunch rush after Connor did McKnight oh, at the movies yesterday. Off. That was going to be at the end of the lunch. Oh, you want to wait? I'll, I'll wait. Cross it off. I'll wait, Adam. No, Let's do it. Get into it. it. Get into it. Let's get into it. And we'll wait till the end. It's actually a good idea. Cross it off. Let's okay. do a lunch rush. All right. Uh, hi, guys. It's a lunch rush. Hi. On a Friday. Happy Maybe you're not coming back from your lunch rush. Welcome to lunch. Maybe you're just going home and taking a long lunch. We'll start. Uh, well, it's going to be kind of Bears-centric here. Uh, so Ian Rappaport was on the NFL Network yesterday, and as we know, Ian Rappaport earlier this offseason said that it would take a historic haul to move the Bears off of the number one pick. He said yesterday, I have not talked to any team, one, willing to make that happen, or two, that believes that they can. It surely seems like the Bears are heading in the direction of taking Caleb Williams at number one. So do we think teams have reached out or put out feelers and the Bears are like, don't bother? Well, he said his phone hasn't stopped ringing. Ryan Poles did at the beginning of the week. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't have to lie about that, right? Or would he? He's because got two tradable assets. He's got the number one well, pick. He's got true. Justin Fields. Yeah. But do are we assuming they've had plenty of phone calls about teams willing to move up? It sounds like Washington's the team eager to do it for obvious reasons. But the Bears are just like, no. It's Is that what we're all believing? It seems like it. They're like, no, we're not we're not trading this pick. You guys, they want to stay at one. Yes, that's they what They want to stay at one. It, it like. looks like they want to take Caleb Williams. Yeah. That that looks like what's happening okay. there. All right, it seems obvious at this point. And maybe not obvious, but it seems likely. Let's put it that way. It seems like the There'll most be a lot likely of buzz. scenario. There'd be a lot of buzz in Chicago. Yeah. If in late April you take Caleb Williams, there is going to be some oh, buzz. Oh, yeah, there is. Are you city. kidding? Woof. A little bit of buzz. It won't be for the crappy baseball teams in this town. Well, you keep saying let that about the Cubs. Buzz. I don't think the Cubs are going to be crappy. Oh, whatever. You let me be in my own misery with the Cubs, okay? Right. Okay. Go we'll be miserable on the south side. All right. Get I'll be miserable on the south side. Get yourself some barkers with Mr. Skin. You go over there and have a good time. I'll Smother my onions. I would love to go to a game with Skin. I haven't seen Skin in a while. I yeah, would love to go to a game with Mr. Skin. Good man. Oh, he's a great dude. Yeah. Are you kidding? Right, His youngster's got to be playing some baseball now, don't you think? Probably. Yeah, I'm thinking he'd be in about high school right Probably, about now, yes. if I had to guess. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the more nerdy stuff in a little bit, but my favorite nerd, Aaron Schatz, uh, on ESPN.com, he's the godfather of DVOA, put out a, uh, a thing here putting ev- a free agent with every NFL team. Mm. A free agent with every NFL team. And he went with Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of Indianapolis. To the Bears? To the Bears. Yeah, I I could see that. Like we talked about Calvin Ridley. I could see Pittman. He's going to be 27. He had four touchdowns last year. He had over 1,100 yards. He's not like the most physically imposing, I would say. Um, and I, and I want to hear how you guys were talking about PFF before. I will check just to see some of the slot numbers because I think it could be a good slot option, Yerk. I'm slot. listening to How's, you. The slot. How's the slot? Mm-hmm. Um. I wouldn't six four two twenty three. He's Mike at his average is depth. He six four. 
Six yeah. four. Michael Porter is yeah. He doesn't have a lot of explosiveness. Here's though, what he I says: his yeah. lower average, his lower true. average depth of target makes him a strong complement to Moore, who has a higher higher average depth of target. Yes, for sure. But, but he'd be a legitimate two receiver, absolutely. Yes. But he's and, not going to be a slot receiver. Yeah, I guess not out of nah, the slot. That's what I was going to see. I was going to see how much does he run out of the slot. But at six four, that'd be tough. I wouldn't do him. He wouldn't come out of the slot for me at all. No, okay. no, yeah. no, no. I just wanted to look at some of the data, the, his, his data while he's been playing in the NFL. But he's pretty sure-handed again. I get like he's not the most overpowering. I guess is the way I put. It. He's not. He's not. He's smaller. Than, he's bigger than DJ Moore, but he's not DJ Moore. He's not going to, you know, if that makes any sense. So, but I wouldn't mind that. Uh, some good things and some bad things possibly coming to college football next year. Uh, the college football, whoever decides this, has decided to add in-helmet communication. So no more. You don't have to do the signs oh, on the wow. if you don't want to. I thought they never did that because the team. Not all teams could. Well, now everybody's stealing sounds. Well, I get they're going to do it. Wow, they're so adding it in college football next in year. In college football, I believe it's going to be adopted for next year. You think that's a direct response to the sign stealing nonsense? I, I think. Well, I think it's about time that they added. Well, I always the NFL's thought it was it a cost long. thing, though, Adam. I always thought amongst the colleges they felt like it wasn't fair. You can afford an IL. You can. Yeah, afford. the players started putting the money toward it. <laughs> Caleb Williams is it's donating. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. Caleb Williams right. donated he the made a donation for him. Here you go. Uh, they're That's also funny. Go ahead, Yurko. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Four five two forty at the combine. Yes, it's not like blazing. One five one. Uh, 10 yard split. That's, that's so he's coming split. out of the box rate. 36 and a half, 10 1. Yeah. Vertical jump and broad jump. His 414 shuttle, change of direction, pretty good. Yeah. Four tenths lines up exactly with where the 40 time is at. So you got yourself that split. A, a, a good. A solid, yeah. solid two receiver coming in. Yep. Uh, college football is also adding tablets on the sidelines and a two minute warning. College football is adding a two minute adding warning. Adding a two minute warning. Got to wow. have commercials. I guess. Yeah. Got to get commercial. Remember, a lot of no huddle, limited commercial time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't and even also, know that was being discussed. And also, we're set for 12 teams for the next two years, but the proposition now, there's a report 16, that right? they want 14 teams. Oh, 14. And the rumor is that the Big Ten and SEC have both asked for automatic buys regardless of where that. they're seated. I saw that. That's not going to happen. So, like, is if, it? if you have two Big Ten teams, one and two, the Big Ten wants a buy, the SEC wants a buy. So they're both. Very po- they're the two most powerful conferences. They're the only conference. That's not going to happen, though, is it? Yeah, they might, they're the only conferences. Touche. I guess they. I guess it will happen. They're the only conferences. I saw that they were requesting that. So I don't know. How, I don't know how that's going to go over. We'll see. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, real quick, since you did mention the Cubs not being as bad as we thought because they they added uh, Bellinger, the number that I gave you guys, I believe it was last week, 150 wins in the city total. Are we now going over that because Cody yeah. Bellinger is here? 65. I mean, like, I think it's. Damn close, dude. I mean, I you think you just the, said eighty-five, sixty-five I, under your breath. I know. So that's one hundred and fifty. That's one hundred and fifty. That's what I think is going to happen. I think the Cubs are going to win eighty-five. I think the Sox are going to win sixty-five. I'll say over. I'll say the Cubs win eighty-six games. I'll say it goes over. I'll say eighty-six and sixty-five. It goes over. Okay. I'll go under for the Cubs. You go under for the Cubs. Okay. So, so that means you go under, under one fifty for the city. Then yeah. Yes, yes. I go under one fifth because okay. I think the White Sox lose another hundred games. Each. Okay, all right. All right. And miserable. I'll say the over by one. Your goal go with the under. miserable franchise. And Thank with you. yesterday, Thank you, McKnight at the movies was Dune, the first one. You and Chris Carmen watched Dune, the first one. So don't worry, the no spoilers one. of the second one. There's right. no spoilers or anything. This is from the Dune one that was released four years ago. 
I uh, I liked it. I wouldn't say like I loved it. I'm not the biggest sci-fi fan always, but here's what I liked. I, I, I wrote three things, and I'll see if Chris agrees. There are three things that stood out to me about this movie, okay? Visually stunning. I, I didn't need this movie to know this, uh, but it reaffirmed it. Timothy Chalamet is an outstanding young actor. He's outstanding. And Oscar Isaac has some of the best facial hair on the planet. Those are the three things that I took away. And I think those are all three pretty good things. It is a visually stunning movie. I will say that. Chris, would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, all three. Right? You got it right. Um, I, the, the sand and the wind did not bother me once I got past the first 15 minutes. Me too. Uh, but, and I, I thank Connor McKnight for like prepping us because I kind of understood what was going on because of what he told us. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. That's the thing. It did enough to make me go, yeah. I'll go see the second one. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. definitely see the second one. And they did a good job with it. And they're saying the second one is even better, right? I mean, Norling was going on and on. I mean, people are comparing it to Empire Strikes Back. Whoa. I mean, that's ballsy. Woo, that was some kind of sequel. I love to hear yeah. that. I, I'll go see it. I will. It did enough to make me go, hey, that was really well done. I'll. And I like the director. He's done a couple other things I really like. Visually stunning movie. So it was good. Shay compared you, it to one of the Long Walk movies, Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Which I'm I keep not forgetting big, which one. The one that won Best Picture. Return of the King. Return of the King. The, the last, last one. Huge Lord of the Rings. Yurko, will you go see the new Dune? You're a big movie guy. I will not go see Dune. You won't see, no, go see it. Okay. Sorry, I don't care. You see a lot of movies. I'm surprised. Yeah. I never liked the one with Louis Gossett Jr. And okay. I well, can't get over um, just uh, the lack of interest. Okay. So, now, on a late I mean, that's night, what, I would call right. what about the popcorn yeah, bucket? I was going to say, on a late night, you're alone. Would you go get the pop, the Dune popcorn bucket? Well, extra butter. It's very, it's very erotic. That popcorn bucket. Which, would would you? I mean, I'm telling you, he's debating. Would it. you? <laughs> would you? There'd be some temptation there, guys. Little there would be there would be some tempa- temptation. I can't stop laughing. It D- depends how, I can't even, how, I can't even how much buttered up the popcorn might be. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't even throw it to break. <laughs> coming up next. You've seen the car. Extra oh, butter. Heaven. Jesse Rogers will join us coming up next. Extra butter. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Michael Pittman Jr. did operate out of the slot a fair amount last year, guys. That's what I thought. He had 150 targets out of the slot. I would tell Yurko that, but he's in the bathroom right now. He's doing the weird thing. You know, um, should I out him about something? He doesn't really care. Right? Yurko doesn't care. He does a weird thing. Like sometimes, and I know we got to get to Jesse, but hold on. Sometimes, you know how when the the, the janitorial crew comes through, and they clean the bathroom, they yeah. leave the door open. Yeah. So Yurko walked in, didn't bother closing the door, just went into the stall, and he sat down, and he's making a number two, and it's like dude, with an open door, with the door open. Like if anybody walks by, they're gonna hear you in there. You know, I thought that way, and I've seen him do that before. I'm like. Kind of embarrassing a little. He just doesn't care. He's a big animal. It's hilarious. He just doesn't care. He's like, I'm, I don't have to shut this door. I'll just go in and... If, uh, uh, and if anybody walks by, so be it. It's a natural human function. So 
I'll, I'll, I'll uh, update him on the Michael Pittman news. When he comes back, let's get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hi to Jesse Rogers, the one and only. He's out in Arizona. We've got Cub Sox coming up at 2, so we'll be off the air <laughs> as they play from the Cactus League. Jesse, today is brought to you by the Dolan's Group for excellent financial and tax advice. It's the Dolan's Group. Jesse, what's up, buddy? I'm good. I'm uh, on the field at Sloan Park uh, right next to the White Sox dugout. I just saw our broadcast team upstairs. They're ready to rock and roll. Cub Sox spring training version, and it is gorgeous here, Carmen. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a beautiful day for baseball. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky, about 75 degrees. Who are the starters for this game today, Jesse? This would be a Justin Steele versus Michael Kopech. Oh, that's Those actually your, uh, pit- that's a good matchup. Yeah, yeah and actually the, the Cubs lineup is interesting because um, they have a lot of their top prospects in the lineup. If you're watching the game, the bottom of the lineup, Matt Shaw, Pete Crow Armstrong, Owen Casey, 6, 7, and 8. Shaw was their first-round pick last year, looking really good at third. Pete Crow Armstrong, we know about, came over in the bias trade. Owen Casey came over in the Darvish trade, mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's a guy to watch. All three of those guys having good springs, so it's kind of like a prospect having there. For the White Sox, um, nothing too out of the ordinary. They they traveled Vaughn, Jimenez, Mustakis is in the lineup. Corey Lee, the catcher they got last year out of Houston. So those are some of the main guys in both uh, on both teams in this game. What are the likelihood that a guy like Shaw contributes? considering the position, contributes a lot this year at the big league level? I mean, just drafted last year, it would take a few things to happen, right? Maybe a few injuries. Remember, they're pretty heavy at third if you count Morrell. Mastroboni's been over there, Madrigal Wisdom. So a, a bunch of things would have to happen for Shaw to contribute. Now, if they're in a pennant race and they need a guy, then he's in. You know, he might come up. But I think it would take a, a pretty big leap for him to make it this year. But a year from now, I, I, they're really high on him. He's got all that baseball IQ acumen stuff and the raw skills. So give him another year in the minors and he might be ready in 25. How's Bellinger coming along in terms of being up to speed? Slow, slow, nothing out in the ordinary really, but he won't play for probably a week, uh, maybe maybe next Thursday. Um, Council says seven to ten days. Bellinger was closer to seven and that's what Council said. Most of the time a player wants to be in there before the manager. So next Wednesday or Thursday I think we'll see him. But he looks good on his feet. I mean, he looks in shape, um, so you know all, all systems go for Cody Bellinger. Is this year Michael Kopech gets it done for the White Sox? Yeah. Good question. He's the starter today too. Good yeah, question. I mean, I think it's a great question. I, I brought it up on Captain Jay Hood this morning as well. Like, there's a few guys that we're waiting on. We just on this team in particular, the White Sox. We're waiting on to have that career year. Now, Luis finally arrived. Luis Robert arrived last year. Yep. Makata's um, had good years in the past. So, like, Eloy, Johan, and certainly Kopech has to be at the top of that list. This is it for him as a starter. You have to think. If it doesn't work out as a starter, he's a short inning, maybe maybe closer type. That would probably be it for him. This has got to be it. I think the Sox have kind of said that. you got to read between the lines a little bit. But I think definitely, uh, Yurko, this is his last chance as a starter, in my mind at least. Hmm. Have uh, are, Do they plan on stretching Garrett uh, Crochet out to the point where he can be a starter? Yeah, absolutely. That's why he started that game and struck out Otani a few days ago. Um, yeah, they're going to give him a chance. Now, the, like basically, the four and five spots are wide open on the White Sox. They really are. We talked about this before. Cease, we assume Kopech and Fetty have it locked up. Um, you know, it's a fight for the back end, and there's a lot of them. Chris Flexing, Garrett Crochet, 
there's a chance Crochet goes to the minors and, and starts mm. um, or is the sixth man here. So, I mean, you know, it's good and bad to have that many options, right? If you, What I say before, I mean, if you have 70 players in camp, you probably don't have 26. If you have nine pitchers, you may not have five, but they're, they're giving tryouts to a bunch of guys and Crochet's right there with, with the rest of them. Is there any buzz around this White Sox team at all, Jess? Oh, there's I buzz. Mean, Moving you know, buzz. You do a lot of national send stuff. Send them to, to, to national people. Like, is there any buzz at all? No, I mean, I don't want to pile on, but when I talk to people that do this stuff, writing about the White Sox just doesn't move the meter for them. Mm. It just doesn't. Uh, but, you know, they can change that. It did in 21. It did in 20. So they need to change that narrative. But right now, the way things are, they don't have, you know, even La Russa at least was a lightning rod of mm-hmm. headlines, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really have that. So yeah. it, it's a show it, prove it to me year for Grafal on down. It really is. And that's why, honestly, I've spent more time at Cub Camp. They yep. have a chance to win the division. They're not coming 100, off a 101-loss season. Um, but, look, let's see what happens. If, if I if four or four, five guys do have a career year, that division's winnable. Who knows? We'll see. All but right. it's the pitching staff that I worry about more than anything. What kind of length uh, are we talking about for the starters today? How deep into the game? Yeah, yeah I think two innings, at maybe three. Actually, a couple Cubs pitchers have gone three. So it all depends on pitch count. So we'll say between two and three, depending on their pitch count. Um, it's March 1st. Games start up in three, three and a half weeks. Three, so yeah, we will weeks. see. Yeah, we'll start to see it ramp up. Uh, Justin Steele coming off that great year last year. He's on pace to be the opening day starter. Council hasn't named it yet, but you think he he's the he's the guy. And you think Cease would be the guy on the right side. So not a big mystery there. Um, but, yeah, let, let's see. How, maybe three innings out of both would be, be a max type of deal today. All right, Jess, anything else for the weekend? Not really. I mean, um, the Cubs have a couple of injuries. Uh, Brendan Davis has, uh, is in concussion protocol. He got hit by a pitch. That's a guy that used to be their top prospect. Um, so he's he's going to be slowed by that a little bit. And other other than that, it's pretty heavy on both sides um, for the most part. All right, Jess. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys. Talk to you later. See you. Thanks, buddy. All right, There's Jesse Rogers brought to you by the Dolan's Group for Excellent Financial and Tax Advice. Check them out online. Did you see uh, the Shohei news? Are you aware of the Shohei? I, I have news? not. I mean, is something happening Shohei with Did the you, Dodgers? Uh, Chris and Adam, are you aware of the Shohei news? Yeah, I'm aware. And uh, I'm aware he didn't tell anyone. <laughs> He's an interesting cat, isn't he? Shohei released this on his Instagram. You ready, Eric? Yeah. To, uh, to all my friends and fans throughout, I have an announcement to make. Not only have I began a new chapter in my career with the Dodgers, but I also have began a new life with someone from my native country of Japan who is very special to me, and I wanted everyone to know I am now married. I am excited for what is to come, and thank you for your support. Well, I mean, did he what, Did he play a nine-inning ball game, uh, get married, take a shower, and announce to the world that he's married? And, you know, like, I read Yuzuri, that and I was like, I'm Yuzuri Hanyu. I was like, I've never heard anybody make an announcement like that, like in that fashion about getting married. Not only have I begun my new chapter, a new chapter in my career at the Dodgers, I have also began a new life with someone from my native country of Japan who is very special to me. I'm sure she likes that. And he was excited to make the announcement. Uh, Much of the relationship remains shrouded in mystery, and that's fine. She's a Japanese woman, Otani said through an interpreter. I don't feel comfortable talking about when I got married exactly, but she's a normal Japanese woman. Otani gave only a few more tidbits about the relationship during a short interview yesterday, saying he has known his new bride 
for three or four years. That is. Yeah, and I got a I got a girlfriend that goes to a high school that's like two towns down. Don't worry, you guys. You'll never see her, but like she's there. Adam. She's there. I mean, no, she's a, a normal high school. She's a normal are you, girl. Are you insinuating that this is like a Napoleon she's, Dynamite? Who like, says that she's a normal? I don't know. It's the most bizarre. She's a normal Japanese woman. Is she hot? Heck yeah. Is he like, carrying around like a picture of a model saying this is my girlfriend? I, you know, maybe in, in fairness, some things could get lost in a little bit of translation, right? Like he posted in his native Japanese. Did like Google translate just spit out like i don't know some of it could get lost in the translation Fair. it is bizarre though to to like i not bizarre but i was like wow okay she is very special to me i wanted everyone to know she's a very normal japanese woman okay so so perhaps it's lost in translation where he's just pointing to like she's not someone who's famous that could she's be. not someone that that we may know you she's see? just yeah. a normal person that's right chris it could and in if you were reading it or listening to him say that in Japanese, it would you'd know it right away. Right. But right. the translation comes out slightly odd. And that I think that's a very good point. But Shohei's a married man now, Yerk. Although it would be funny if he was just trying to sell us on the idea that she's normal. She's not weird, she's guys. She's not a weirdo. She's normal. Guys, she's not weird. Trust me, she's I, normal. I think she's probably really she's weird. She's supposed to come into town for homecoming. Don't worry about like, it. Like, like, have, have you like ever a billions had a, thing going on here? Have you ever had I mean, a buddy be like, hey, I'm, date, I'm dating someone new. She's not normal, guys. Yeah, right, you guys got to meet this lady. Guys, she, she is not normal. You guys, she ain't normal. That doesn't last she's very weird. long. Normally, that ain't going to last very long. But is she hot? Yes. But is she hot? We need to talk to Paulie Cheesecake. This could be a Paulie Cheesecake situation going on no, with Shohei. No, I don't think that's I'm the worried. case. He's actually married. I'm assuming he's met her. He's known his bride for three or four years, he said. Mike North has the bonus play coming up next. I want to sneak in a few more NL Central tidbits for you as we get ready to uh, bring you to White Sox and Cubs live from the Cactus League at Sloan Park at the top of the hour. It's Carmen in York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Every Friday between now and May, what would that be? The second, the Friday before the Derby, May 3rd, sorry. The Friday before the Derby, we are giving uh, away $150 gift cards that you can use at the Twin Spires app. That's right. When you are caller 50 every Friday at this time and you hear the call to the post. And most importantly, you'll be qualified to win one of just uh, very few limited trips with us. The bus trip back down to Kentucky to Woodford Reserve. The presenting sponsor in the official bourbon of the Run for the Roses. We love Woodford Reserve. The property is gorgeous. It's going to be a great time every Friday at this time. Pays to listen because you could be our qualifier. Must be 21 as of December 8, 2023. And you must live in the state of Illinois. Let's get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hi to Mike North for the bonus play. A new episode of The Odds Couple is ready and waiting now on the ESPN Chicago app. Catch up on demand all weekend long, and we covered a lot of ground, some basketball, some football, some baseball, Luke Pergandy, ponies from Jim Miller with four big stakes races this weekend. So it's all there for you on the app on the newest episode of The Odds Couple. And Mike's got the bonus play now on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? What's up, fellas? How, how you doing, Eric? How you doing, Tom? What's going on, Mike? Everything is great. Well, you know, I mean, last week we had Yale. 
They can build a rocket ship out of wood. These kids. <laughs> That's right. They can. They can. Uh, they can construct a light pole out of Legos. You know. They can. They can do math like nobody else. But they can't pass the ball in into bounds. They can't pass the ball in bounds. And we lose by. Yeah, go figure that one out. But it's hey, it's Ivy League basketball, pure entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. But now, we got one game. It's NBA tonight. It's an okay card. Very little a limited schedule tonight in college and everything else. But uh, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going at it at 42-17. and 17. What a year they're having. Oh, yeah. 20-11 and 11 away, 22-6 and 6 at home. Pretty good perimeter defensive ball club. They might give somebody trouble in the playoffs. They're playing Sacramento. Sacramento equally a tough team, a much better team. Third in their uh, conference, Pacific Division. Uh, they are right now 17-15 and 15 on the road. Uh, they are getting seven points in this game against uh, Minnesota right now. I think that they can keep it close in this game. I think they might even win it. Guys, take Sacramento plus the seven tonight against Minnesota. Maybe uh, go both ways on that. Take Minnesota in the money line if you want, or mm-hmm. Sacramento plus the seven. You can uh, maybe hit hit it on both ways. Uh, but the strong play for me right now is Sacramento plus the seven. Pretty good ball club under the radar. Uh, Minnesota people expecting a lot from them. All right, hoops tonight. Love it. Kings on the road at Minnesota at the Target Center getting the seven happy wagering as always mike you have a good weekend we'll see you next friday you guys have a great one man take All care right, buddy there's right, mike, mike north you. joining us on the car x tyronado guest hotline jeffrey in albany park in the city is our qualifier and our winner of the gift card and our qualifier for the woodford reserve trip you have another chance to qualify next friday we're getting out of here in just a few short minutes as the cubs and the white Sox are coming up now remember at 2 30 you can go on the stream on the youtube channel go to the station's youtube page click and subscribe or you can go to twitch however you watch and you can see waddle and sylvie start their show live from indianapolis at the combine and then they'll be on over the air am 1000 fm 100.3 hd2 as soon as the white Sox are over and then black and abdallah tonight until eight and there's the rundown for you york uh cubs about a plus 180 favorite right there with the cardinals at plus 185 to win the nl central the Fangraphs projections are very close on all these teams, other than the Pirates, really, uh, obviously, in the NL Central. Pirates have no chance. Uh, the Fangraphs projections aren't too bullish on the Brewers either. They're projecting 77-ish wins, uh, just a 13% chance to win that division. Cubs, even though they're a slight favorite, are second choice, according to the Fangraphs projections right now, York. 24% chance to win the division. Cardinals have a 36% chance. The Reds, a team I kind of like a little, especially they're over at 82.5, have an 18% chance to win the division. The White Sox have no chance to win the division. Zero chance. Yeah, they almost put 0.0. They yeah. can't do that officially, right. but it's like we might as well put 0.0. 0.0. 0.0. Yeah, they're a 40 to 1 shot to win their division. You believe that? That's the third longest division odds in all baseball behind only the A's. I think it's um, A's and Nationals, if I have that right. Yeah, no, what if they Nationals. pop early just out of some sort of miracle? Could it be the opposite of last year where at least they keep us interested to like yeah. Cinco de Mayo? It'd be a miracle. Because, you know, by Cinco de Mayo last year, they were Remember already out 70 of it. or 7, we're playing the game this year. 
Yeah, I, it's 70 it, or 7. 70 or 7. Will the White Sox get to 7 victories, or will the thermometer hit 70 degrees at Midway? Now, it already did, but we yeah. said once and the baseball... And it base- will on Sunday. And it will on yeah. Sunday, but yeah. we said once the baseball season starts... starts 7 or 70. I'm sorry. If we've already hit 70 twice, the Sox are cooked. I would, I would agree. I, I, I don't believe that. Unless something weird happens I come spring, I don't know, but I think listen, right. you know how goofy the weather is. It's, it's Sunday is potentially already going to be our third 70-degree day of the year, right? Right? That's insane. It's insane. Do you know this is the warmer, the warmest winter in Chicago since? I'll take a shot in the dark here. Uh, come on, Carm. No, uh, is it in my lifetime? Is it in our lifetime? No. All right, now I'm going to say 1947. No, you'd have to go a little further back. 1925. It is exactly 92 years ago. Why you got to make it hard? You had a way. warm winter, ninety-two years that would ago. Be 20, so nineteen twenty-three plus eight. Yeah, uh, so thirty-one. Nineteen thirty-one. Nineteen thirty-one. Warming. Nineteen thirty-one. Warming. I guess that yeah, was warm. Then it cooled off. Yeah. Now it got warm now again. It got warm yeah. again. Yeah. But it cooled off. Back it back. cooled off. It's fine. Nineteen thirty-one. Be all right. Though. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. I got Thanks flowers to... coming up. Really? Yeah. Thank you. But it's not the weather. Remember, it's the t- it's the days. It's the sunlight hours. Tracy Butler told us that. Uh, thank you to Black and Abdallah. They're on tonight. Remember, Waddle and Sylvie will be on the stream on, on the, uh, the the YouTube page at two thirty live in Indy. But the White Sox and Cubs are coming up next over the air. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy day baseball.